Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome to this week's Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar. And uh, this week's guest I've been looking forward to talking to for a while. I was just joking with him that we go back 27 years for reasons that he didn't remember. Uh, this week's guest is Jaguars passing game coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. And to fill in that story, uh, 27 years ago, I was a young reporter for the University of Florida for the Times Union here in town. You were a younger quarterback uh, getting your start, so uh, good to see you again, although you have no memory of that interaction. <laughs> well, if, I'm, if my math is correct, then if you're a reporter and I was a student athlete, I'm a little bit younger than you, so I oh, think, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably where we should start this conversation. Fair. I was a really young reporter. Really right? young. Okay, that makes sense. You were in high school or college yourself, but... No uh, doubt. Some of the guys were. Unfortunately, I was about 25, so I am older than you. Um, tell me about this off season. Uh, so far, uh, You've been in this, I guess, uh, four months now. Uh, how's it going? I, I tell you what, we've gotten so much covered. Uh, it's just been a whirlwind for sure. Anytime you're on a new staff, it's a whirlwind. You, you come in and uh, not only you, you know, evaluating talent and players in the, the current roster and getting into free agency in the draft, you're also putting together a playbook and you're learning mm-hmm. your staff and you're learning uh, Urban and those guys. And um, it's been a lot of hard work. But, boy, now that we're kind of winding down the offseason program, mm-hmm. You see all the things that we've done and that we, we've accomplished and we've upgraded the roster and we feel great about the playbook that's coming together and how we're going to be able to use those pieces to, to attack defenses. And, uh, of course, the relationships and the connection that we have as a staff and the, and the bond. Um, now that we've been through practices and meetings and installs together, uh, we're beginning to be able to read and anticipate each other's movements and sayings and things like that. So it's been um, really a eventful but awesome awesome couple months it's been probably 24 7 in a lot of ways for four months as you sort of give yourself a chance to breathe now uh what's maybe the biggest thing accomplished or is that too general a question you accomplished so much in four months uh where do you feel like you've made the most progress well, I think when you look at what we've tried to do, I mean, I think the talent acquisition piece has been mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, you know, we had a plan for what we wanted to do. We wanted to upgrade, you know, um, some of the skill positions and develop some of the younger skill position players that we have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Lavishka and DJ and those guys. And James Robinson's a young player. And uh, to be able to add some pieces, of course, Trevor, but uh, a Luke Farrell, a Travis Etienne, uh, keeping the line intact. But I would say you start with talent acquisition uh, because – uh, coaching's overrated when you have great players, <laughs> right? Uh, or at least players that can take the information that you give them and, and they can do it uh, uh, with with little or no sometimes uh, effort. It just mm-hmm. comes natural to them. That certainly helps. So we put a huge piece of our time into the talent acquisition and I think we've certainly done a great job of that and then it goes to the stuff on the field the development of our of the fundamentals I know with where we are with the four quarterbacks uh, we've been able to make some big gains with just their footwork and some of the fundamentals and things that we believe in and that's because of their effort the way they work on the practice field but without having great solid fundamentals at some point Mm -hmm. you're going to struggle as a professional athlete and we believe that and so um we're not done but we feel great about those two pieces uh those would probably be the first two things would be the talent acquisition piece and then the ability to develop the fundamentals of our players on the roster to have success once they're tasked of going out on the field and playing a competitive game 
it sounds like you're pretty uh, locked in on the fundamental part, especially with quarterbacks. How important is that in your role right now to making sure that they hold on to those during the season? That can be tough with the quarterback position to hold on to fundamentals through the season. Is that a big priority for you? Without a doubt. It's something that, you know, we're a little bit fortunate because we get more individual time as the season goes longer and practices get shorter and uh, the the grind of the season starts to play out, Mm -hmm. the practices get shorter. So normally what gets cut is not a lot of team reps, but it's the individual time. So we're fortunate because we do get the special teams period to work on those. But that is something that we will – uh, it's non-negotiable in our room. We will always emphasize fundamentals. We will always watch the f- video of the fundamentals from practice. Mm-hmm. We t- tape almost everything that they do. We have running lockers, and it's kind of cool because you can kind of look at uh, you know Gardner, and then you can watch Russell Wilson, or you can look at Trevor or watch Andrew Luck. I mean, gotcha. just you know, so it's cool to have these guys, and you build these folders, guys. But just to try drive home the point of how Im- important it is, mm-hmm. because it allows you to go out in a position that's extremely chaotic. And if your fundamentals are right, you're going to function at a much higher mm-hmm. level than if they're not. I've been wanting to ask you this ever since you got the job. I would assume there were options for you. Why the Jaguars? Why did this make sense? Why did this combination make sense? Everybody listening is going to say, well, Trevor Lawrence. There's got to be more than that. What appealed to you about this setup? Well, it was a, a long process, if I'm being honest. Um, when things played out in Seattle the way it did, uh, I wasn't sure um, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I certainly had options. Um, I was going to be very selective. Then my father uh, was put into sure. hospice. Um, you know, as he was in hospice and I was spending a lot of time with him, um, I had had some conversations with a number of coaches. And uh, if I'm being honest, Urban was probably the most thoughtful, um, okay. most understanding uh, hey, coach, I can't, you know, I can't get down there right now. I'm dealing with this. Hey, right. no problem. You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, he lost his father two weeks, I believe, before he took the Ohio State job. Right. So he had been through something similar. Yep. So I didn't know Urban. Um, of course, I'd met him. We've sure. all met, but I didn't really know him. Um, but just how thoughtful and how concerned he was, not just about me, but about my mom and my mm-hmm. family as we were going through this. And hey, we can wait. You know, that that showed me that if I did take this job that right. I was going to be working for a good man. So there wasn't man. really a tie in even with urban and your dad. No, not really I mean, in that, in that, they had the Ohio ties, right? But again, that was a long time ago. Sure. I think urban was telling me the other day that I think he was just at Bowling Green. We first met my dad, right. or maybe Notre Dame. And, um, so that was a big piece of it. Um, I actually interviewed, uh, two different times with shot for the head coaching job. Okay. Uh, and I've always loved That's right. him. That's right. Um, I've always thought, uh, Shad was one of those owners that whatever it takes, he's going to give you. Um, just a, a fascinating story, a, mm-hmm. a terrific man. I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know him better. So I was drawn to that. Um, Trent Balky's track record of finding and building rosters and mm-hmm. building them the right way with great offensive and defensive lines. And, um, of course, you know, uh, Coach Bevel, I followed him too. Uh, right. Uh, Seattle. So he and I saw things uh, very similar. Speak the same language. Speak the same language. I mean, I think I probably, we probably kept, I'd say, 70% of Bev's system when I took over in Seattle for him. Uh, so there, as the process went and I was dealing with some incredible tough decisions and things going on mm-hmm. in my family, it just kind of became very clear when you lined up all the different options that I had, this one just kind of kept checking the boxes. And um, I would say probably 
I'd say a couple of days before my father passed, I decided gotcha. that, that this was the place that, that I wanted to be. And uh, I was excited to come down here and help turning this around. And I remember my wife saying to me, and, and I still remember we were literally sitting in hospice in my dad's room. And she said, we were bouncing ideas off each other. And she said to me, she said, you know, Brian, she said, this is the exact type of job that your father would have taken. A team that was 1-15, right. a team that has really good players but mm-hmm. just did not able to find the sure. you know whether it was him going to Kansas City or him going to Cleveland she goes this is the exact job huh. that your father would take and the challenge that he would want to be tasked with and so it feels um, right to you it I mean, does it, feel it, right yeah that's it, the... it does feel right and of course you know uh, I love coaching quarterbacks uh, mm-hmm. and I love the room um, but but Trevor was not even in my mind at that point wow. uh, it was more of the the culture and the pieces in place and then of course when you watch him and you get to watch Gardner and then bringing CJ on and Jake you know you just uh truly blessed to be in a great situation with a great room great group of guys people listening to this will get on me because I haven't already asked you about Trevor specifically he's obviously a guy people want to know about um impressions so far what have you seen on the field in terms of just talent it's there yeah, the talent's there. I mean, you, you, you've they've, everybody's watched him from the time he was at Clemson. The number one thing I would say that jumps out at me is his ability to process information. Okay, reminds me so much of Philip Rivers when we had him as a rookie in San Diego. Just some guys are able to process a lot of information, and that's in, high praise because that's what Philip was. That's what Philip was. Right. Philip was not. You know, if he listens, he'll, he'll laugh about it. But he admits, Philip, if you're listening, you admit not nearly the athlete that Trevor is, but. Philip was so quick with his ability to process and read and gather information. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that's jumped out at me with Trevor is he's able to see coverages and process movement keys and things that tell him where the ball is supposed to go. Okay. And when you can process that quickly and then you have the athletic frame that he has, it's a really good combination. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip didn't have – he was quick, but didn't have the athleticism that, that Trevor has. And so those are probably the first two things that jumped out at me on the field was his ability to process. Mm-hmm. And then for a six foot six, 220-plus-pound guy, the quickness, suddenness of his body and athleticism is is pretty uncanny. And from listening to Daryl and Urban, uh, in terms of professional approach, I don't want to say beyond his years, but so far it seems like everything you could ask for incredibly mature uh you know married marissa's awesome she's great for him they've got Mm -hmm. a great relationship he's all ball when he's here he leaves he studies he loves it Mm -hmm. he he really wants to be a great player um and uh and it's hard to be the best at that position without that without that and he and he has that and sometimes i think you know people look at him and they say well he doesn't play with a fire and brimstone at you know Mm -hmm. uh attitude but I was around one of the best of all time and Andrew Luck. And Andrew was very much like Trevor. Just matter of fact, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it at the highest level. Uh, and so um, he's, uh, he, he's so professional, mm-hmm. so mature. Um, you know, you don't have to ask him twice to do things. He's just he, he's truly uh, uh, an awesome guy to coach and develop. This may be a fair question. A kid like him with everything you're talking about, you don't get that many opportunities in your career to have that kid as a rookie. Yeah, I mean that doesn't come along. No, it's it's he he is a unique guy and and I, I say that because 
I don't want to shortchange some of the great players that have sure. been around. I was around Breeze year two. Sam Bradford, who I think is one of the best pure passers to ever right. play the game. The injuries were there. Uh, I had Andrew when he was older. Philip was a dynamic. I mean, sure. tr- truly, Philip and Drew's battle was an epic battle in right. training camp. Like, and it could have gone either direction. Mm-hmm. But um, Trevor is a terrific, terrific young man. Extremely talented. He wants to be great. So he truly does check. Almost all the box. Uh, one final question along those lines. Urban's talked about it some. You worked and had success with Sanchez as a rookie. Uh, you have a touch with with young quarterbacks. Is there any key to helping them succeed in that first year? Yeah, I, I think there's so many things beyond the field, mm-hmm. beyond the X's and O's. And um, I think there's a balance away from football. I think there's a routine that they need to learn when they're in the building, but also when they leave the building, there's so many demands that come across their desk, whether it's autographs or pictures or people trying to come in for games. But if I'm being honest, you know, Trevor is more probably ready for all of this than even Mark was. Now, Mark was coming into New York City. Sure. Mark had only had 17 starts, um, whereas Trevor's played a ton of football. Um, but that's a big part of it. You have to fill in the gaps. Most mm-hmm. of these young men, I'm going to call them young men because when you get them as rookies, they are young men. Sure. The football makes sense to them, but it's the things away from football that doesn't make sense. Where are you living? Where are you doing your rehab? Where are you, where are you studying? Okay, uh, Who's controlling the tickets for games? How are you saying no to this? What, what, okay, when's your marketing? I mean, mm-hmm. things that these guys don't think about. Right. And that's the stress. Playing the game's not the stress for right. these guys. It's the outside influences that you don't want those guys to allow in. And mm-hmm. so you need to kind of build up their understanding of that but also build the team and I think you know we're aware of that for Trevor uh with Amy Paulsick, Urban Trent from shot down I mean you know we want to protect all of our young players but certainly Trevor's a uh, a high level highly recognizable player that people will all want a piece of at some point you mentioned a few questions ago the quarterback room take me through that beyond Trevor what are your thoughts so I'll start with uh, just the number one objective when I got here was to build the best quarterback room in the league. That's what we're trying to do. And, and coming out of OTAs, I feel that we're extremely close to that. Um, Gardner Minshew has truly blown me away. Um, he's an alpha. He's a great leader. He is maybe one of the most intelligent quarterbacks I've ever been around. His instincts and ability to process and see what's getting ready to happen from the opposition and the defense is amazing. Um, and then there's a little bit of a gunslinger there, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you see. And, you know, there's things we want to tighten up, but we're never going to tell, hey, Gardner, you have to play in a box. That's, that's right. not our job. Right. You know, you have to play to protect the team, but also go out there and, and make plays. And um, I love his competitive spirit. Mm-hmm. C.J. Beathard's a guy that we really were uh, thrilled and excited to get. Um, a guy with a little bit more experience. He's actually the mm-hmm. old guy in the room, um, but he's been in a, in a really good sound system out in San Francisco right. with, with Kyle. He understands football, uh, has a really strong arm. He's able to make a bunch of different throws off platform without his feet up underneath him, um, and he's been, he's been awesome. And um, he's, just, he's just a, he's a tough – I mean, mm-hmm. he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna compete and he's going to hang in there, and he's really athletic. That's mm-hmm. the thing that you go back, you watch the San Francisco film. They did some QB run stuff with him where he was able to run and make plays, and that was great. And then Jake Luton's a guy that we really liked in Seattle. We were actually disappointed okay. that Jake got selected. 
um, at some point later in the draft. We were trying to uh, see if we could make a play for him. Um, and you saw him last year, his first performance against Houston. He played really well. Mm-hmm. And then he has to go up and, again, and he, a lot of guys have gone into Pittsburgh and struggled. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of get Not remembered alone. for that. Yeah, right. but uh, we've all been there. You know, right. so you play those that defense and uh, that scheme, and it causes problems for a lot of people. But he's another guy that we're really excited about. But most importantly for me is the, the room itself mm-hmm. is all great guys, they're all hungry. They're all competitive. But the way they compete and push each other is the right way. There's right. no talking behind people's back. There's no selfishness. It's all – it's just a fun place to, to go and work and meet and be with those guys and watch them develop and watch them compete. And uh, uh, the competition is truly just beginning. Can two alphas work in one quarterback room? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. I've been around rooms like that. Sure. Uh, they, they always find their way. They gotcha. always figure it out. And um, there's, I have no question that uh, however this thing plays out, uh, the room will be a great one. Take me through the process, the offseason, quickly of installing this offense, getting, um, you know, Urban said it uh, publicly multiple times. He knows how he wants it to look, but he also has two experienced NFL offensive minds to help him get there in the league. Uh, Has that been a process, meshing those uh, thoughts? Uh, Of course, but it's been a fun process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Urban's a great communicator. He truly, like I said, he he knows what he wants. Right. Uh, Bev and I speak a lot of the same language. Um, Urban's quick to say, hey, now, why do you want to do this? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I respect about Urban. He's like, if you want to do that, fine, but if I ask why, it can't be, well, that's just the way we've always done it, right. which I respect and love mm-hmm. as a coach. There's got to be the whys. Tell me why we do that. Um, but it's really been great. Having George Warhop here, that was a big big thing I know for Bev and for the staff because mm-hmm. the line was in place. A lot of the calls right. we were able to keep big in time place for those guys. There. Yep. There's continuity. So now you come in and you adjust some of the protection calls, and it truly was a work in progress of us sharing information and, um, and, and sharing ideas. But I think it's come together beautifully and I'm really excited about where we can go of course we have an idea of where we want to go and what we want to look like Mm -hmm. but the personnel ultimately will dictate how it looks and um, we're we're excited coming out of the offseason with where we are ready to make big strides in the in the training camp and and the start of uh, fall camp if if the average fan sitting in the stands asks you how do you want it to look Uh, without giving away the farm of scheme etc etc how do you want it to look? Uh, I would say that we want it to be an explosive unit, and okay. that covers a lot of things. That could be explosive in running the football, the way we run the football and the explosiveness of our blocks up front, uh, some of the uh, the big play potential that we have. I think that's a, a really – a really good term it's an explosive group um and again that's not just oh big plays deep down the field mm-hmm. that just it's a mindset of how physical we can play and yet how we can keep the defense on their heels with the different types of sets and formations mm-hmm. and personnel groupings that we can use with the understanding that uh, nobody's been named starter yet one more trevor lawrence question how do you measure as a young quarterback how will you measure progress i mean it can't all be wins and losses. There has to be something there in terms of how you see him developing. There, I think there's only one way to do it, and I think it's day by day. Okay, You're either winning that day or you're losing that day, and that's practice. That's meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know quarterbacks, they get a lot of the praise when you win. They get a lot of the blame when you lose. 
And you have to, and that's where the experience, I think, comes in, where you have to be able to peel that emotion of a loss away. Hey, he played pretty well. We need to clean this up and move forward. But uh, I would say the number one thing for that is just, again, us staying the course. We Mm -hmm. have it planned. We know where we need to get to. um, But the competition is far from done. And um, all those guys are going to be evaluated that way on a day-to-day basis. You seem excited about this. Is that real? I am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love coaching. Right. Um, I really do. I love coaching quarterbacks. Uh, but this room is special. It's yeah. a special group of young men uh, that uh, I love coming to work. And uh, it's a, this is a cool place to be right now. I love being here in Jacksonville with this organization. And I can't wait to get started. I'm going to let Brian Schottenheimer get out of here. He's been busy. He's been nice enough to join us. Brian, I look forward to working with you. I appreciate you doing this today. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll do it again soon.